Growing up with two older brothers, a younger sister and a younger brother, we never had a minivan, which a lot of families, you know, when they have that many people, they have like a minivan or anything like that. Um, we did have a van and this van was a little cooler than a, than a little minivan. And uh, I remember as a kid, I always enjoyed being, uh, being in the van because it had a TV and this TV can pick up on the local channels, and it was uh, it was something that you kind of looked up. This is back in the day before kind of the flat screen, so it had like a little little tube in it and everything. So it was up there, and you could watch TV, um, and you had a way to lay down the back seat so that you can kind of sleep on it if you had to and everything. And um, so for a person that is uh, just you know growing and and with a huge imagination, this was just fuel for just all of these, you know, thoughts and fantasies uh, late, late at night of me just thinking, you know, when I grow up, I want to have my own van. I want to have my own van. I want to, I want to be able to live out of that van. And I don't know why, but I remember staying up at night and sharing these stories and these, you know, things with my brothers that, that I shared a room with my older brothers. Um, but just sharing with them, hey, look, I when I grow up, I'm going to live in my own van. I'm going to have TV. I can pick up on the local channels. I won't have to you know, pay for electricity because I have a battery in the van. I thought I had it all figured out. <laughs> I had it all figured out. You know, I had a battery. I had AC. I had heat. You know, I had TV. I can get like a portable grill and I can cook on that. You know, like everything would be good. If I have to use the bathroom, then, you know, I can either either park the van near a bathroom or I can, you know, go in the woods, you know, like, and this is in South Carolina. So it didn't really get that cold um, usually. So, so, you know, I thought I had it all figured out. But it was so interesting for me when I look back at these memories, it's kind of cute, kind of a little embarrassing in a way. We each and every one of us have these, you know, stories of at one moment we thought like, hey, yeah, yeah, life will be life will be great whenever, you know, blank happens or or when this happens. And when we're young, we have this imagination. We don't understand. You know, I didn't understand that a van took gas to run. And I didn't understand that, you know, that like, look, like I can't live out of a van. You can't just live out of a van. You, I mean, you could if that's all you had. But but to choose to live in a van would be be a little different. And when I think about that, I think of when, when a little a, a elementary school Jonah who is laying in bed at night with these elaborate fantasies talking to his older brothers about it, I could have never guessed, never in a million years could have guessed where I would be now. Never. At that time, where I would be now would be in that van. But in reality, I had no idea, no idea. I had no idea the things that the Lord would do in the years to come. No idea. Other other things I think about is, is growing up, I grew up with a bad speech impediment. So in all the way up to fifth grade, I couldn't say my SHs, my, my CHs, my Rs. I can hardly speak. I remember one time my grandfather coming over and visiting with the family, and, I, and it was one of my only memories I remember very vividly knowing that I had a really bad problem. And I remember sharing with him some of my frustrations of uh, one of my older brothers. I think he did something to get me bothered or mad. And um, I was talking with him, and I remember him just looking me in the eyes, and, and he's like, son, I can't understand you. And this was like fifth grade. And um, so growing up, I, I struggled bad with speaking. I never would have guessed then that, for instance, I would be speaking to you now or that I would be comfortable enough to speak uh, to a crowd on a stage or, or you know, to be asked to speak anywhere. 
I never, ever, ever could have guessed. I am so glad that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer who deconstructs sometimes what we think we're capable of, what we think that is, is good, what we think of as, as yeah, that's, that's when, you know, I'll, life will really be, you know, life will really be at its prime. I am so glad that we have a creator that deconstructs those things, but also renews, restores, rebuild. He rebuilds something so much better in the, in the ashes of what stood before it. Going into today's episode within this, within the series of patchwork, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about in my life, you know, there's been so many times where the Lord can, he, he, through his word and through just situations and experiences, he deconstructed what I previously thought, but he rebuilt something so much better in, in, in the wake of that. And what I'm going to share is certain memories kind of scattered all over my time during the four years that I went to college. And my hope and my prayer is that through these uh, stories and through these uh, experiences that, that we're going to talk about today, that you can look at your own story. You can look at your own life and say, okay, uh, what is something I can draw from this? What is, what is something that could be real and relevant to you no matter what you're going through? Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. the color and chaos podcast again it is an honor that you are here today i'm really excited about uh today's episode and uh, no matter where you're at today no matter what you're going through my prayer is that this can meet you in a real and relevant way that no matter the chaos in your life that somehow today we can see a color out of the exact same chaos that so often we try to run from we try to hide from and that that sometimes we're even ashamed uh to to let others know about and so i'm really excited about today and when I, when I think about college, I think about this whole idea that the Lord allowed me to go through so much through, through those four years um, in, in Columbia, South Carolina, two hours away from my home in, in, in a brand new city with brand new people and, and just this brand new start in life that the Lord did so much through those four years. And there's so many things I wanted to share with you um, that, that, that when I look back, they, they were the patchwork to make me into who I am today. And so starting off with that, um, I, I jumped off this episode with talking about, um, you know, how I, there's so many times, even in my day, even today, I, I think about, you know, Lord, there are so many times that I look back and I say, I, I would have never guessed that you would have done this through, through all of those, those years, you know, like I never would have guessed. I remember the very first day of being there in college at, at CIU, Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina in 2012. I remember the first night there away from, from mom and dad and, and from my family and everything. And I remember laying there in bed and just thinking, God, it's just me and you now, just me and you now. And I wanted to share some stories of, of just moments where the Lord just uh, allowed to dismantle the things within me that, that, that did not reflect him 
and rebuild things within me that that did. And how I was thinking about that through those four years that it was just this dismantle repair, dismantle repair, and how every single day and every every single moment that we're alive, it, we we're going through that, especially as followers of Christ. And I wanted to invite you in that process as well. And so one of the moments I think about with dismantle repair is that four years there when I was in college, um, one of the, one of the, the 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 most important people that I met during those four years was a mo- was a woman named Michaela. And Michaela, um, not only was she my best friend, um, but uh, but she was someone that I fell deeply in love with um, very quickly when I when I went down there to Columbia. And uh, Michaela, the interesting thing about Michaela, I didn't meet her at the college. I didn't meet her um, even in the city of Columbia. I actually randomly met her on Facebook. And Michaela, uh, Michaela came from uh, from a lot of uh, a lot of uh, exposure to Jesus growing up, um, but she never had that moment at the time when we met that she said, you know, Lord, you know, I'm yours. Use me for your your plan and your purpose. And um, one day, I, I, re- I remember I was home for Christmas break freshman year, and I get this random message from this girl named Michaela. And um, she reaches out, and, and basically she's saying, hey, look, we're the same age. I don't know if we know each other. We have this, like, mutual friend. Um, but I'm really curious, why and how do you have the, have the faith that you have in Jesus? You know, the, she was just really curious, why do you have the faith that you have? And um, I remember just through that conversation, uh, you know, me talking to her and her talking back and, and having this conversation, I remember that was one of the one of the first times I ever thought about it. Like, wow, you know, like it is so crazy that, like, you know, for me, I feel like I barely know you, Lord. But on the outside looking in, there's people that, that, that see my walk with you and it's something that encourages them to have a deeper walk with you as well. And long story short, me and Michaela, um, we uh, we connected really quickly and uh, became friends, and uh, and that turned into uh, t- turned into a relationship, and that relationship turned into a uh, uh, turned into a dating relationship. And um, when I think back at, at my time at uh, at CIU during college, I think about all the many times the Lord showed me so much about Himself and so much even about myself through Michaela and through the opportunities that we had. And I remember one time that that that, that I think about um, when it comes to dismantling and repairing and and just uh, the, the whole idea that um, sometimes that uh, the Lord allows the chaoses in our life in order to show us areas that do not reflect Him and that that He desires so much to reflect more and more of Him and that He's gently leading us more towards um, towards truth that really could set us free in areas. I remember one time me and Michaela, we were walking in downtown Columbia downtown Columbia and it was a very sweet moment um one that when I don't think I'll forget um but we were walking we were we were dating for uh for many months at this time um during during freshman year of 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 college I remember we were walking downtown and uh in Columbia South Carolina is the capital of South Carolina and I remember we we uh we got a we got some coffee and we were walking and talking and conversating and uh, we sat down at the steps of the Capitol building, and right in front of us, we can see the whole city of Columbia. We see the sky rises and, and everything. And I remember sitting down next to Michaela and her just sharing her heart with me, sharing you know things that she's been through, mistakes that she made. At this point in our relationship, she, she actually had that moment where she surrendered her life to Christ. And so now Michaela's in a very similar situation that I was in a year ago. 
um, it's just this new walk with the Lord and everything. I remember Michaela with tears in her eyes was just saying, Jonah, I, I can't understand it. How can the Lord love me with all that I've done, with all that I've done? It, it makes no sense. And I remember, I'll never forget it, just looking at her and, and, and the Lord just giving me the words to, to explain what grace is. And I remember sharing with her that, you know, Michaela, like when it comes to our walks with the Lord, there's a difference between guilt and shame. And guilt is saying there is a problem here. There's a problem here. There's things that I've done and, and, and that that's a problem. There's things that, that, that should not be. There's a problem here. And, and, and I shared with her, you know, Michaela, shame is saying that I am the problem. I am the problem. And I would never forget just looking at her face. And as I was explaining how through what Jesus did on the cross, he takes away our shame. Why? Because no longer is our identity in our sins or, or in what we've done. But our identity is in the Savior who took those sins on the cross. And he suffered the punishment that we deserve. But he took that away so that when we place our faith and identity in him and say, Jesus, I want to be who you've made me to be. When we do that, no longer do we have to be defined by our, our mistakes and our sins. But we are defined by the righteousness of our Savior. And I remember sharing with her that the shame is gone. And then sharing with her, you know, Michaela, we are forgiven. That no matter what we've done, that we are forgiven and we are new and the Lord is growing us. And, and I'll never forget just the look at her face as she just started to cry when she understood just the weight of what the Lord has done. And and going on throughout college, there's many, many moments like that. Not only with with uh, with people, but myself and, and moments where I was by, alone myself where, I, where just the Lord revealed himself to me in a very real way and that the truth of the scripture became alive. Another thing that I think about during my time at, uh, during my time in, in college was I remember um, that, that summer, freshman year summer, going into sophomore year of college, I had an opportunity, opportunity opened up to be a counselor at a, at a, at a nearby camp, a nearby Christian camp. Um, where, you know, kids in the area who didn't have much money would be able to go to a week-long camp uh, paid by donations and be able to learn more about Jesus and to get away from all the, you know, all the chaos and hurt in their life. And I remember there was this one time when I was a, a camp counselor and um, the Lord opened up an opportunity for me to be able to be be one of the one of the, the higher, you know, counselors in the sense that I had a cabin full of guys and, and every single week we'll have new people that come through and it'll be me and another leader and we would have to lead these guys. And, um, and I remember one day it was, it was Sunday before the kids would come, the new batch of kids would come every week. We get a new batch of kids for the whole entire summer. And I remember just that I, I think at this moment I went, already went through like a week and, and I was struggling really bad with just anxiety and fear and worry. And I was, I, you know, I, you know, if you worked at, at a camp or even if you've ever been to a camp, it's exhausting and, and, you know, your energy is shot by the end of the week. So imagine doing that for a whole summer. And I remember sitting outside my cabin, uh, it was Sycamore. That was the name of my cabin sitting outside and, and in an hour kids were about to come through the camp. And I was about to meet the kids that would be a part of my cabin for the rest of the week. And I remember sitting there and um, just I just felt like I was not capable to to do what it is that I was put in the position that I w was at. 
and inside I was wrestling a lot of worry and dieting. I was anxiety. I was asking Lord, Lord, you know, am I, am I enough? You know, can I do this? You know? And I remember the Lord brought my attentions to um, Ephesians 3.20. In this verse, it says uh, this. I'll read it to you. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us. And I remember sitting there at the steps of my cabin, reading that verse as I was just trying to prepare my heart and to, to just gather some, gather some just courage and strength to be able to say, you know what, Lord, you can do this. And I've read this verse and it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than anything we can ask or imagine, anything we can ask, imagine, according to his power that is within us. And I remember that was such a powerful moment. I remember I felt a, the, the peace of the Lord just kind of come over me at that moment and say, Jonah, it is okay. Trust me, trust me. You're going to make it through this. You're going to make it through this. And, and looking back at that summer, it was a hard, hard summer. It was a hard summer, but the Lord was faithful every single step of the way, every single step of the way. And during that summer, he was deconstructing parts of me that relied on my own strength, my own ability, you know, as, as we just read in this verse, you know, uh, my own imagination. And the Lord blew my mind that summer, that the moments where I felt like I had no strength and I had no ability and that I had nothing left to give these kids. That, that I saw time and time again through that summer that the Lord would just give me the strength when I needed it. He'll give me the words when I needed it. He'll give me the the, the, the courage and he'll give me the just even to, to be able to stay awake and run and, and, and play sports with the kids and and all of that. And, and that's one of the examples as well of just saying the, the, the moments where the Lord met me when I felt like I, I, I was not capable. Another thing I think about when I think about college is um, that every single summer, starting with that summer, is that I, I was down there in Columbia. I never went back up home, you know, to, to live anymore. I was living down there in Columbia. So every summer I, I started working and, and, um, and I, I had all these opportunities over the summer. And me and Michaela's relationship started to grow to the point that we started thinking about engagement and we started thinking about marriage and everything. And that was always a part of the equation. You know, we, we started dating, you know, because we felt that connection and we saw it heading towards marriage. And so every summer from that moment on, I, I, I started to say, okay, look, I'm going to work as hard as I can during the summer to save up for marriage, to save up for what's to come. And I remember one summer when I was working there, um, it was a uh, sophomore year, sophomore year. And I was living with, uh, with a couple that I randomly met uh, through a Bible study. And they, they said, Hey, you can come live with, uh, live with us. So I was living with them over the summer. I was working at a Chick-fil-A and I, and I've shared this story many times. Um, but at this Chick-fil-A, we just opened up a new store and this guy from corporate, um, came in to kind of, you know, say, you know, congratulations on opening up a new store, you know, take the, take the photos and everything. And, um, I was working front, front counter um, at Chick-fil-A at that time. And I remember this guy pulling me aside and, and encouraging me, saying, hey, look, you know, you were doing a great job. And, you know, tell me more about yourself. And, and he was just like really curious about, you know, where I came from and everything. And, 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 and during this conversation, he all of a sudden switched it to, to a question. And he said, hey, are you from Michigan? And I remember looking at him and, and, you know, I was like, no, no, you know, and, and at that moment, it wasn't really a weird question. It was just, you know, kind of a random question. And um, all of a sudden he came back with a statement. He said, no, no, no I, I'm pretty sure you are from Michigan. And I remember just literally, it was like five minutes that went by in this conversation. It was one of the strangest conversations I've ever had in my life, but he kept insisting, no, you're from Michigan. 
And I kept telling him, no, no, I'm not from Michigan. Like my family's from South Carolina. I've lived here all my life. And, and, and I remember during this conversation that I, as I was thinking, I was kind of praying to the Lord and I was saying, Lord, you know, this is a really weird conversation. God, if you're trying to speak through this guy, you know, cause usually the word, the, the, the Lord speaks through like really weird things. Um, and, uh, so I, I said, Lord, if you're trying to speak through this guy, give me the right questions to ask. And, you know, so I finally asked the guy, I said, Hey, what's in Michigan? Is there anything in Michigan I need to know about? And he said, I don't know. You just pray about it. And even that made no sense. Cause he was saying you are from Michigan. And then he was saying, okay, no, pray about it. And I had no idea then I had no idea then that the Lord would, would take me through years of, of, of thinking and praying about Michigan. And at that moment, I didn't know anything about Michigan. And what the Lord did through that moment, he, he just put a burden on my heart for the state of Michigan. And, and, and every single day, not a day went by that there wasn't about, there wasn't something about Michigan that would come up, whether it be a person that I would meet or a commercial on the TV or a, a call, a number that, that would call me with a Michigan zip code that would pop up on the caller ID Michigan um, and wrong numbers and, and people, you know, calling and that I had no idea were from Michigan. And, and, and I had no idea then what the Lord was going to do immeasurably more than anything we can ask or imagine. And that's something that I think about. And, and not only that, but, but that was sophomore year and, and, and there's so many other things that have happened. But I wanted to share uh, two more memories and, and kind of go into to, to conclusion of today's episode um, is that I, I remember also this one time, I, re- I remember during this time, I was still journaling every single day. I was spending time in the word of God and, and, and reflecting on it. And I've shared with you in the series, um, you know, uh, my backpack full of just full of journals during this time. And um, I remember um, one time, I, I remember... just like a very vivid dream. I remember I was spending the night at at a friend's house and I was sleeping on the couch. And I remember in my dream, I saw myself on the couch. I was, I saw myself on the couch. It was a very dark room. And in the corner of my eye, in my dream, I saw something that was like a dark presence. Like it was something like dark. I couldn't really make it up. It wasn't like a human or anything like that, but it was just something in the corner. And it was terrifying. It was, it, I have never been as scared as I have ever been in my life in that moment in my dream. And I'm sharing all this to, to, to get something that, that I learned out of this. But I remember in the dream of seeing this in the corner and just feeling like complete terror. And in my dream, I saw the room that I was in. So I was dreaming that I was in the room that I was in. So it felt even that made it feel even more real. And I remember that I did not know what to do. I remember I, I was laying on the couch still looking in the corner in my dream and, and just feeling this just fear and terror and not knowing what to do. And all I thought about doing is I just, you know, thought in my dream, like, okay, I'm just going to yell the name Jesus. I'm going to yell the name Jesus. And in my dream, I tried to yell that I tried to yell Jesus, but nothing would come out. <laughs> That's like the worst situation, you know, like, like imagine you're about to get mugged. And you can't yell out for help, but like in that moment, like your, 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 your mouth just fails. And in my dream, I I just could not say the name of Jesus. I was trying, I was trying and trying and, and, and this, 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 whatever, whatever it was, it was just, it was still just overwhelming me with terror. And And I didn't know I was dreaming in my dream. This is starting to get like really crazy, but I'm just trying to kind of bring you into this moment. 
but I, I'm trying, I'm trying, and slowly, just slowly, the, I start to hear Jesus kind of come out of my, my, my mouth, like, more and more and more. I start to get louder and louder and louder, so finally, I just yell out with all of my might, Jesus, Jesus, like, I was just yelling with everything within my dream, and I'll never forget that whatever it was, it just yelled out this loud, like, screech. It was this loud, like, terror of screech, as if something just happened, that me saying Jesus did something to whatever that was. And within my dream, I remember running out off the couch, trying to get get as far away from this room as I could. I remember going to the door, but it, it wouldn't open. And so I'm stuck in this room with whatever that was. And I just yelled out in the name of Jesus and something happened. And I remember going to the wall and this is crazy. I'm in my, I'm, this is, remember, this is in my dream. I remember going to the wall and trying to peel back the wall and peel back the carpet from, from the room to get out of the room. And, and I'm starting to peel back the carpet. And as I'm peeling back the carpet, I, I see this room underneath where I was. It's just this pitch white room. And I remember just peeling back the carpet and I'm just so terrified. I remember getting down and crawling underneath the carpet, which is really weird. And I, I went into this like just pure white room with this light that was shining just so, so bright. And I, I don't remember anything else in my dream. I think that's actually when I woke up. Um, but I remember waking up and just sweating like crazy. And I remember thinking in that moment, just, just, it's almost like the Lord just taught me, you know, Jonah, like my name has the, has the power to, to be able to destroy all of the darkness, all of the darkness in your life, all the darkness and, 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 and the people around you's life. And, you know, call upon me, call upon me. I, I'm here. I, I give you strength. I give you power. You know, I'm here with you. I never forget that. I remember that was something that, that helped shape my worldview and helped, you know, think about when I think back about, you know, the Lord, I think back, you know, like, Lord, you protect me even in my dreams. Like, this is crazy. And it goes back to this verse that, that he's able to do immeasurably more than anything we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And just like with that, you know, I think so often in my life, just like that dream that, you know, how many times do I put up with just this complete darkness and just messed up stuff and just evilness. I put up with it within my own heart, within my own mind, you know, within the people around my life, within my community, I put up with it. But, but in reality, that, that the name of Jesus has the power to destroy all of that power that darkness has over, over that person or over that, that dark thought that I have or that emotion that I'm feeling. And, and that the name of Jesus really has the power to deliver me from that, deliver us from that. And so often we choose not to accept that. But, but the, his power does not change depending on whether or not we, we, we call upon it or that we trust that, that he has the power to save. He has the power to, to, to take away. And, and, and ultimately, he defeated that darkness on the cross. We still feel the effects of it. And the Lord's allowing the effects of it to be around in order to deconstruct and reconstruct, deconstruct and reconstruct within our hearts that no longer will we choose that evil anymore. No longer will we choose that darkness. But instead, we will start to choose to call upon his name, to, to live our lives dependent on him. That no longer will we allow that darkness to be in our presence, but that that as we go through this life and as we go through our day-to-day -day life, that, that we start to choose him, choose life. And even as followers of Christ, we have to choose life. And, 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 and so, so often, it's so easy for me to forget that. And, and I think back so often at that, that moment and that memory in college with that dream. 
and how, Lord, you were teaching me a, a, just a, such a real application in, in the moments that I least expected it. I, I least expected the Lord to show me and, 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 and teach me something that powerful in a dream and a nightmare of all things. And as so often, you know, what is the nightmares in our life? What is the chaos in our life that we try so often just to run away from? But instead, what if we start to pray, Lord, show me where you're at in this. Show me what you want me to see through this. Lord, make me reflect you more even in the presence of this and, and what I'm going through with this and the season I'm going through with this. Lord, bring a light out of this darkness within my heart and within, within my circumstances. And, and another dream I actually had as well during my, my time in college, um, I remember it was actually my dorm. I, it, was, it was still, yeah, it was sophomore year of, uh, of college. And I remember laying in my bed and, um, and I'm trying to remember if I was going to sleep or, uh, or I was asleep and then I, maybe I had a dream or something. But whatever it was, I remember laying in my bed and just thinking about how fragile life is. And um, I think around this time, there was somebody on campus that died um, that, that actually took his own life. Um, and it was just, just heartbreaking and just, just crazy. Um, and maybe that's something I was thinking about. But I remember just thinking about how fragile life is. And um, just thinking about, you know, Lord, you know, how many times have I blown it? How many times have I, you know, you know, compromised my purity or, or you know, compromised my time? And, you know, except for taking my time and glorifying you with it, I do whatever I want to do. And I was just kind of thinking about these things, you know, the things you think about when you're laying, you know, laying in bed and, and you just had a day. And, um, I remember laying in bed and just out of nowhere, this like terror and panic. I don't, I honestly don't know if it's a panic attack, a panic attack or what, but it was just this panic came over me in a second. And it was almost like this thought, like I can die right now. Like, like the Lord can take away my life in a flash. My heart can stop right here, right now. And it's the weirdest thought to think and everything, but I remember in that moment just like feeling this panic, but then just crying out to God, just like in that dream that I just shared with you before, just yelling out the name of Jesus. I remember just saying, Jesus, 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 like as I'm laying there in my in, in, in my bed, in my dorm. And I remember just saying, Lord, Lord, please, please give me some more time. Give me some more time. Give me some more time. And I remember the Lord teaching me in that moment just how fragile life really is and how every breath really is a gift. And, and I think back at that, that moment and just think how like, yeah, like, you know, me feeling like I can die at that moment was, was truth. But at the same time, the fact that, that I'm still here, that the Lord, you are still using me. Lord, help me never give up on myself because Lord, you haven't given up on me yet. And, and likewise, even in your life that, that you right now, you are listening to this or watching this, you are, you're doing something within your day, you have something planned within your day, you, you have dreams and, and goals and you have things that, that you're working towards and all of that's good. But ultimately at the end of the day, you are breathing, you are here, you are thinking because God has, has a plan to use you. Your creator, savior, and sustainer has a plan to use you where you are at and to grow you in order for you to reflect more of him and to go out into this community, go out into to your the, the people in your life and even within your own heart and, and to start to speak life over it and ultimately at the end of the day all of this will fade away every single one of this will fade away everything will fade away but the lord will remain forever 
And I rather say, you know, let me look to him who is immeasurably more than anything I can ask or imagine. Anything that's around me, all these circumstances that I'm going through, all of these, all this pain within my heart. I'm going to ask him, I'm going to call upon his name that I could do immeasurably more than anything we can, that we on our own can ask or imagine. And I'm going to depend on his power today. I'm going to depend on his logic. I'm going to depend on what his word says. I want to get to know who he is. I'm not going to settle for anything less. I'm not going to settle for anything less. I think about college. I think about just all of that, those moments of just, just deconstructing and reconstructing, deconstructing and reconstructing. And, and it's almost like all through those four years, there's so many stories I can share. But for the sake of time, you know, I, you know throughout this, this whole podcast, I'll share a lot of them. But, but it's, it's just, there's so many times within our day-to-day walks that we miss those little revivals that the Lord is doing within our hearts and within the circumstances around us. And so often we worship our comfort and our security and our, our you know, um, you know, what we feel and all the emotions that we worship, that we elevate that, that anything that threatens that, then we immediately attack and call the enemy and, and you know, say, okay, I'm going to do anything I can to, you know, uh, to, to numb that and to get that and suppress that because that's not, you know, happy thoughts or that's not good things. But what I want to challenge you today and what we should challenge ourselves I say, okay, no, no longer do I want to worship safety or security or, or you know, uh, my emotions or, or any of that. But what I want to worship, Lord, I want to worship the fact that you are faithful to renew me day by day by day and that you can do immeasurably more than anything we can ask or imagine. You know, Ephesians 3.20 and, you know, honestly, you know, through talking through this episode, that's kind of become kind of a theme of this episode is that Ephesians 3.20. And that, you know, right now you have an opportunity. I have an opportunity. Say, you know what, Lord, I want to choose you. I'm not going to choose anything else today. I'm not going to choose. I'm not going to choose anything else above you. God, show me, show me things that I've been missing. Show me those little revivals in my day, in my heart, through the difficulties in my life. Show me those little revivals, God. Ultimately, Lord, make me more like you deconstruct the parts of me that do not look like you and make me, make me into your masterpiece. Make me into who you've made me to be. Help me reflect you. Help me be unashamed to go to other people, go to the people around me and to share with them the good news that you alone can satisfy, that Christ alone can satisfy. College was, was such a awesome time, awesome time. Also a very painful time. I had no idea you know, when I was, you know, freshman year and, and falling in love, I had no idea that, that one day I would be engaged and that in a, in a, in a period of a, of a year or so, I would no longer be engaged. I had no idea about that. I had no idea, freshman Jonah, that, you know, that the Lord would start to, to produce within my heart this, this, you know, this fire for a state that I knew nothing about before. I had no idea I'll be where I'm at now. And likewise, we have no idea what today is going to bring. But let us rejoice. Why? Because the Lord has made this day. He's given us this day. But let us choose him today. Let us choose him. Let us give him an invitation. Lord, deconstruct me. Deconstruct me and, and, and restore me. Deconstruct me. Restore me. God, make me into who you've made me to be. I want to pray for you. And, and just pray that the Lord will meet us, you know, pray for us, but you know, that the Lord will meet us today, 
And no matter what we have going on in our hearts and our minds and our circumstances, that we will choose him today. Choose him today. And give him, give him an invitation, just like Psalms 139, verse 23, 24. When David cries out to God and gives him the invitation, Lord, search me, know me, test me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's anything that I've been doing that I shouldn't be doing, Lord. But but don't just leave me where I was, but Lord, you know, lead me in your way, in your desire for my life. Lead me in your way everlasting. May that be the prayer of our hearts today. Let us pray. Lord God, just thank you so much for uh, for every single person that, uh, that, that, that is listening or watching this, Lord. Um, Lord, please, will you meet them in a real way, God, today, no matter what they're going through, Lord, you know their heart, you know the circumstances, God, you know what they struggle with, what they worry about, their anxiety, God, you are faithful, God, you are faithful, you are faithful to me, every step of my life, God, even the moments that I didn't know you, even the moments I didn't surrender to you, or I didn't even care to, God. You are faithful. You are faithful now. You're faithful as I'm speaking right now, God. You are you are constantly, constantly, constantly just dismantling us and repairing us, dismantling us, repairing us, God. Not as a, not as a father who is abusive, but God, as a father who cares more about our heart and and about about what we choose than anything else. Anything else, Lord. You care about our heart, Lord. You care about our well-being. You care about that, about us and, 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 the, and the life that, that we can have. Help us lean into you today, God. Lean into you. Help me lean into you, God. We need you. Thank you for everything you're doing and everything you've done. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. If this has blessed you in any way, feel free to share this, to, to, to write a comment, to, to send me an email, whatever, whatever you can do to be able to be a part of this conversation. You matter so much. You are loved. That the Lord has a plan and purpose for your life that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. And nothing can take that away. Nothing can take that away. Thank you for being a part of this. And I look forward to being able to talk with you next week. And you have a great day day.